Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels on yet another uninspiring, sourful Monday. <laughs> it's that victory Monday. It's just Monday after the Packers lost, and there's been way too many of these lately. But here we are, folks, ready to talk about the green and gold and how much we love them, even though they don't love us back at the moment. The Packers dropping a heartbreaker yesterday in Denver in pretty similar fashion to the ways they've dropped most of their games this season. Unable to do anything offensively early on. Furious comeback in the second half. Unable to seal the deal in the fourth quarter. It's becoming uh, becoming a bit of like a hit song. You keep hearing it over and over and over. I will say there was one, a few, a few shining kind of lights throughout the darkness yesterday. Um, Talked about A.J. Dillon and the good, bad, and the ugly. I thought A.J., Actually, going back and looking at the game, AJ played better than I thought watching it live. He AJ had a really good game, um, but yeah, the uh, one of the other shining lights was Dontavian Wicks. Loved what this rookie uh, put out there for everyone to see, both you know, obviously in the passing game as a receiver and hell, even as a uh, launcher of a rocket across field to Aaron Jones. Um, that was a hell of a throw, and. What he put on tape in the running game is tenacity, ferociousness, physicality on the perimeter. This kid needs to see the field more. In a world where Samari Torre is getting 10-plus snaps, uh, we those need to start going to Wicks post-haste. Um, we don't know any updates injury-wise uh, of um, the plethora of dudes who got hurt yesterday, one of whom was Christian Watson and perhaps his uh, – possible absence could create some opportunities for Wicks. But even if Watson is healthy, they've got to figure out a way to get this kid on the field. He he keeps flashing. He keeps showing that he's ready. Um, he needs some opportunities. Of course, that would require being able to block some things up front, which the Packers have shown an eh, intermittent ability to do. And, you know, the quarterback seemingly very hot and cold at the moment. Jordan Love Going back and watching it, I thought Jordan played okay at times, missed some reads, uh, definitely missed some throws, no question about it. But I, I said it on Twitter last night. I'll reiterate it here. You know, the, the people calling for the backup quarterback or, or saying that they need to draft a new quarterback in the spring and et cetera, I understand that reaction. I don't think it's very smart, but I get it. I understand the frustration of watching a young quarterback develop on the job, which is what we're watching. And in a unprecedented environment when it comes to who he's playing with, you know, so I get it. I understand the frustration, but I do hope most fans today can take a breath and understand that we're going to watch Jordan throughout the entirety of the 17 game season. After the season is over, then we can start to make some determinations and talk about his future, the future of the team and what direction they may want to go. But right now, you're just whistling Dixie, calling for Sean Clifford or talking about tanking for a quarterback, which, by the way, man, I get it. The draft industrial complex has warped everybody's brain. But, man, rooting for draft position is just a loser's mentality. That's just one man's opinion. Just happen to be a man with a microphone that I'm talking through at you right now. At is a loser mentality. But if that's the way you choose to consume the game, that's what fills you with joy and hope for the future, then hey, I get it. Go to it. 
I just won't be joining you. I'll be rooting for this team to win as many games as possible. Starting on Sunday, back in Lambeau Field, finally. Feels like it's been a year since uh, we watched Detroit kick their ass on Thursday night football. But it will be nice to see this team back in Lambeau on Sunday against the Vikings. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Everybody chatting it up, mixing it up. Uh, Before I get to all of your comments, I want to give a shout-out to our good friends over at Firecracker Farm. Spice up your game with Firecracker Farm's amazing hot salt. Everything is better with hot salt. What is it? It's sea salt infused with ghost, reaper, and scorpion pepper. It's great for grilling, dips, in cocktails, you name it. Who makes it? It's a family brand made by hand in small batches, not in a factory. And right now, Firecracker Farm is offering a 20% discount for Cheesehead TV viewers and listeners. So go ahead. Go to firecracker.farm now. Place your order and get ready to spice up your game. Don't forget to use CHTV at checkout for 20% off. That's Firecracker Farm. Firecracker.farm. Promo code CHTV for 20% off. Do it, folks. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. How are you all doing? Chuck Olson, what what a first comment. Please reassure us that the last game of the season won't become known as the Tank Bowl. You are only hope, Nagler Roby. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Um, Can we watch him play the Vikings first? Man, I have no idea. Could it become that? Sure. It's they don't win another game. And look, after the proceedings we witnessed yesterday in Denver, the possibility that this team doesn't win a game for the rest of the year, you can't completely shrug it off. Now, I do think they will litter the schedule with a few wins from here to the end of the season, but you never know. They're pretty bad right now. I mean, they're not good. Let's put it that way. But it is a long season, and lots of things could happen between now and then. You never really know what the spark might be to turn things around, and there is plenty of time for that to happen. Mario, what's up, man? We need to be patient when it comes to this team's development, especially, Jordan. You're not going to find out what a QB is through seven games. Just look at Jalen Hurts, for example. Go Pack Go, on to Minnesota. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I actually brought that up last night on Twitter. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts' first year as a starter. I specifically remember an October start he had on national television, and my entire timeline was burning Hurts to the ground. I mean, Eagles fans mostly just – definitively declaring he was not the answer. He was not it. Fast forward, the man has played in a Super Bowl at an incredibly high level, is doing so again on our televisions last night. Like, you got to give these guys some time. you got to view it through a larger, longer lens. I mean, I understand where it's a very win-now league. It's a very win-now mentality for most fan bases. We look at it through hell, not even the lens of fantasy football, but daily fantasy. It's like this game alone is it, and if you lose, it's over. Like, no, that is not the reality of the National Football League. And I understand there are certainly teams that aren't patient, and you see other teams go to drastic measures to try to fix what's ailing it or decide that a player is not it only for that player to go on and maybe find success elsewhere maybe not you never really know but I just know that's how the Packers are going to choose to operate and so I as a fan have to be patient now I can call for everyone's firing and certainly people do each and every game but it's not going to change anything so I just hope people can have a little patience when it comes to Jordan Love because yes Mario you're right you need the 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 entirety of the season at the minimum 
to get an idea of what they have in Jordan Love. Vex, what's up, man? Looking at the schedule, we maybe have three games we could win. I just wish I believed. When is the last time under Matt LaFleur we beat an opponent we weren't supposed to? Well, it all depends on who you think they were supposed to beat. That's a pretty subjective uh, question. But, um, yeah, I understand that thinking, Vex. Like I just said, given what they've put on the field recently, yes. Is it possible they don't win another game? Again, yeah, it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but it's possible. Uh, what else we got, folks? Brian, thanks, man. Packers fans in March. It's going to take time. Be patient, Packers fans in October. This isn't it. Fire everyone. See, now, I mean, you're not far off here, but what's funny is that I understand that sentiment, but more often than not, that is a a very singular kind of view of groups of fans that aren't connected. Like, there are undoubtedly lots of fans that right now want everyone fired, but for my money that I've seen throughout the internet and these chats and Twitter and what have you, a lot of the times the people that want everyone fired in October were not preaching patience back in March. Now, some probably were, like a handful, right? By and large, those people aren't preaching patience if they're so quick to want people fired. That's a generalization, but that is my my experience. Luke, what's up, man? I'm still excited about this young team. It's a mess, yes, but we are young. Do you, do you ever miss the old days of pre-internet and all the BS after games? I mean, it's just a different environment and a different setting. You know, there there were certainly still plenty of uh, discussions, spirited discussions around the play of the team before the internet. Um, I do kind of find myself wishing that more of the internet remembered what like early Brett Favre looked like because that's what this really reminds me of. Um, people keep comparing it to. Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron sat for three years, much like Jordan did. But I, I see a lot of early Favre, not just in the play of Jordan Love, but just the team on offense in general. Just lots of fits and starts and guys in the wrong spot. And I mean, never forget, they, everyone remembers the dramatic ending when Favre threw that pass to Kittrick Taylor and sparked a legendary run. But a lot of people forget what that game looked like prior to that drive, that final drive. It was a and mess and a lot of drives after that magical moment were still a fucking mess much like we've seen throughout these first seven games of jordan loves 10 years a starter so yeah the 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 pre-internet stuff is fun to remember but you know it's just uh, there's still plenty of arguments being had in bars across america after packers games you know just uh, i specifically remember sitting in uh one such establishment down in North Carolina after a game and arguing with Corey Banky for a good two hours. Now it's just me and Banky yelling at each other. So, yeah, it's just you're you're, in a, you're just in a different setting now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's all. Ed, what's up, man? 
Does Lafleur fit his players to his game plan, or does he fit his game plan to his players? That is an outstanding question. If and when we get Lafleur on Packer transplants, I'm going to ask him exactly that, Ed, because it's never really clear when he tries to answer that question. And I'd like some examples. Um, I will say, I did I did talk about this with Camille earlier today. If you haven't checked out Carry the G in MKE, I highly encourage you to do so. One specific change that I've seen the last couple games from Lafleur and company is the, the plethora of I-form that they've utilized when running A.J. Dillon, which I think is pretty darn smart. And I don't think it's inventing reinventing the wheel. I don't think it's like they've split the atom or anything. But we did hear Lafleur earlier in the season talk about we got to figure out a way to do what you're talking about, right? Play to his strengths. Use what he's good at. And they have found something here with the I-form and going between the tackles, a little bit more power, and getting him downhill, right? Which you and I and many Packers fans have talked about for a long time. Like, can we use him any other way than this, you know, standing next to the quarterback in, in shotgun and trying to run wide zone? Which is, he's just not built for that. But I don't think it's a coincidence. Yes, they have played two poor run defenses. No question about it. But, man, you know, it's not like these teams earlier in the year outside of Detroit had these lights-out run defenses as A.J. was tripping over his feet and the, they weren't getting anything blocked up front. And that has changed these last two games, and I think in large part because of how they're approaching A.J. and giving him the football. Now, it's the year of our Lord 2023. You can't base your entire offense out of I-form. You know, I think it's a smart wrinkle, uh, but they need to start – you know, expanding things, hopefully with Aaron Jones. I know we saw Emmanuel Wilson get a little bit more involved yesterday, which was nice to see. Um, but that is one area where I, I have seen exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Paul, what's up, man? I miss wasted timeouts over wasted first halves. Ooh, ooh, damn. Sick burn. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. George, what's up, man? Wish we were more a physical team or at least had an identity. <laughs> they have an identity. They're a mess. Um, yeah, the physical thing, it does drive me a little insane. And I've talked about it here before. I would never, ever, ever, ever call an NFL player soft. None of them are. It's too violent a sport. You can't be soft and play in the NFL. But it is a play style issue when there's a play in particular in that game where you see the back out of the backfield swing pass out to the left side. You've got a linebacker and a safety right there, hemming him in, and both of them wait for contact, wait for the back to come to them, and then when the back does hit them, he still gains two yards after contact. Like, that is just, that kind of thing is driving me nuts on defense when it comes to a lack of physicality. Like, I, I envy the defenses I see around the league where, a guy gets hit and he stops and he gets stopped and that is all he is going to gain and he gets dropped. That is so few and those moments are so few and far between with the Packers. Godsmack, what's up, man? I never wish injuries upon anyone, but when Josh Myers returned yesterday, my dad was screaming, no, at the TV. I shared his pain. Zach Tom looked pretty good in those, like, what, five snaps that he played at center, too. Yeah, no, of course. I, we said it on Watch Party. Never, ever in a million years want it to happen that way. But I thought for a moment we might get Zach Tom at center. Nyman out there at right tackle. See what they got. But uh, then Myers was back. And 
Look, to be fair, I thought Myers played an okay game. I don't think he was great. I think he still looked pretty bad in the run game uh, at times. But pass pro, I thought he held up, held up okay and played well enough for them to win. So it's not. I'm not going to sit here and bash Josh. Um, not today, especially we talk about guys being soft. You know, Josh hurts his what looked like his knee and misses a few plays and is back in there. It's the guy who wants to battle. It's the guy who wants to play. You know, on a team where all I hear—not all I hear—but from a vocal minority about, oh, they just want to sit and they're all soft and blah blah blah. Well, here's a guy who we literally saw get hurt and then tried to, and did come back in and play the remainder of the game. I mean, that's what you want, right? That's the mentality you want. So, yeah. Cheeto, what's up? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Didn't think I would live in an age that Nags witnessed from Chapter 2 early Packers history. Shots at the old man, huh? That's, uh, that's where we're at. I can take it. I can take it. I saw Forrest Gregg as a head coach. I can take anything. What's up? Vex, what's up? Also, what the fuck are our early firsts, not Gary, doing? <laughs> well, Jair's sitting. Um, Darnell Savage is missing tackles. Uh, Quay Walker was not himself yesterday. I thought Devontae Wyatt had a good game, actually. Um, but Quay Walker was clearly... Coming off that injury, dealing with that, he was not his usual sideline to sideline himself. Of that, there's zero doubt. What else we got here, folks? We got Brian. How you doing, man? Packers are wasting Red Baddies Prime. <laughs> Look at that. That's a deep cut. Well done, Brian. That is so good. Luke again, what's up? Wix is him, and I love Reed. I love Reed, too. But, yes, they need to get Wix way more involved. Soder, speaking my language, bring back the split-back formation. I pleaded with Mike McCarthy back in the day to do just that. I love split-backs. Give me all of the split-backs. Steven, what's up? Thank you so much. I put this on Matt LaFleur mostly, injuries or not. Elite offensive play callers put their players in the best position to succeed and make chicken salad out of chicken shit regardless of wins or losses. I think there's something to that. I do think it's an oversimplification. It's really hard as a play caller when you don't know who on any given play is going to have a brain fart that completely screws up whatever it is you're trying to do on offense, which is essentially what is happening. I mean, you can go through the tape, look at every single play. There's a dude messing up on almost every play. And at some point as a play caller, you're you you, you know, you're kind of hamstrung because, okay, I want to try and do this. They want to go tempo. Perfect example. Come out of the gate. Decent run on first down to Aaron Jones. They try and go tempo, keep it going. And Elton Jenkins, who's supposed to be one of your best players, completely whiffs on a block, loss of two. Now you're behind the sticks on third and long. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the play calling frustrations. I really do. But at some point, these guys have to execute. And I'm not dismissing the idea that Matt needs to be better when it comes to calling plays. He himself has mentioned it several times. Did it again at his presser earlier today. I do wonder how long it will be before Matt gives serious consideration to giving up play calling. I mean, how many more games do you sit here unable to generate anything in the first half and completely turn things around in the second half, have these furious comebacks and fall short, etc.? How many times do we see that script play out again and again and again until Matt says... 
all right, let me let me try something else. And that something else maybe is someone else calling plays. I don't know if it's Steno, Ben Searmans. I don't know. But I got to think that gets at least in the discussion here pretty soon if these games continue the way they have, repeatedly being basically offensively inept in the first half. Yes, guys got to execute, but at some point you need to shake up the rhythm. You need somebody with a feel for the flow of these games, and right now Matt doesn't seem to have it, especially early. So, yeah, I don't. Again, if it was just one thing, they'd probably do that thing or address that thing or that player. But right now, it's everything, and that's what makes it difficult. Brother Love, what's up? Okay, I'm like everyone else, hurting in loads of questions, but it's time to go to next game mentality. If this was week 16, then different story. I mean, some people turn the page faster than others, but I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm, it usually takes me a good 24 hours. Most hated, what's up, man? Thanks for being a Care of the G Club member. Really appreciate you. Live by the G, four by the G. I'm not, not sure exactly how that translates, but I like it. Carl, what's up, man? Thanks so much. Yeah, those early five years were heartburn-inducing. It was like a box of chocolates, LOL. Coach needs to make changes on O-line, please. Yeah, the 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 way my heart sank yesterday when I saw the same old O-line come out for that first series. I, I don't know what they expect. I really don't. I mean, again, it doesn't help when Elton Jenkins is giving up pressures and whiffing on blocks in the run game, but... Yeah, they, they keep trotting out the same configuration, thinking this week it'll be better. I mean, I understand they want Rasheed Walker to get reps. They want him to develop. But, man, they got to win some football games. they got to score some points. You can't do that the way they're playing up front right now. Can't do it. Abdul, what's up, man? Hey, Aaron, it makes me furious. Coaching staff watched tape and decided to keep the same O-line. What the fuck are they watching? Do you see more the same O-line the rest of the season? I mean, you guys know I wanted Zach Tom at center two months ago. We got to see a little bit, a little bit of it. But, uh, yeah, I've, I, I think barring injury, this is probably what they're going to stick with. Uh, Trayson, there is no Watson injury update yet. Coach was asked about injuries in general uh, at his presser today, and he won't have any information for anybody until Wednesday. Maybe we get something before that from uh, Domofsky or somebody on the beat, but right now there's, there's no update. We got here, folks. Don't want to miss. Don't want to miss any super chats. Abdul, thanks again, man. Does it feel like we're regressing with every game? It would be one thing if we're losing while looking promising, like in 2008. It doesn't feel like they're regressing. It feels like they're a mess, and they just can't get out of their the rut that they're in. That is mostly self-induced. But yeah, no, it doesn't feel like regression to me. Um, they got to get in the W column here at some point. I mean, more than anything, they got to get on track offensively early. That is the number one thing killing them right now. Um, but that doesn't feel like regression to me. That feels like a problem that they have been unable to solve up to this point. <laughs> Brandy. Oh, my God. Oh, I like this. Jim, Jim's got it sorted, people. Maybe coach the players. Amazing. Amazing. John, what's up, man? Love or hate me, but I feel gay, being a Cubs fan for all my life has toughened me up for this season. Jump off the ship if you want, but don't come back, though. Oh, no, come back. John, I, I, I understand that sentiment. 
But no, I mean, Fairweather fans are Fairweather fans. Like, I get it. Some people were here for the Rodgers ride. Some people have only known winning, and they're going to jump off the, the, the ship, right? That's fine. I totally get it. Welcome back whenever. We'll go through the hard times as the diehards, and then when, when the Packers are winning again and, you know, in the playoffs and making deep runs, and people will come back and celebrate the team, and they're welcome. I look forward to it. But right now, it's a really hard team to watch. And if people have better things to do on a Sunday afternoon, I totally understand. I'm not one of those people. I I have somewhat of a condition that requires me to watch the Green Bay Packers. It's not like I have a choice. It's in my blood. But I understand that not everyone's like me. Or you. You know, it's all good. Uh, Soder, what's up, man? Thank you so much. Young offense has gotten out of their way gotten out of their way to grab the lead in the fourth three times that the defense has let the opposition just march right down the field. Sigh. The lack of complimentary football has often killed this team, and it did so again yesterday. So, I mean, go. I kind of ranted about this to Andy on Let's Talk Football, so if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do so. Just went up a little while ago here on the YouTube channel. So I won't, I won't totally repeat myself, but I will say it is – absolutely the height of frustration when they do fight their way back take that lead it's 17 16 there's eight minutes left in the game and joe barry is acting like there's a minute maybe 45 seconds remaining with some of these calls in that drive that allows them to march down the field and get a field goal it's not just situational it's not just like complimentary it's just common sense look i don't get the i don't get it yeah it, yeah it's yeah it's it's frustrating brett what's up thanks for the super chat only fact barry gone next year no that's not a fact i mean to my understanding of the word fact no that's not a fact brandon thanks for the super chat with Wilson, funny to give him most snaps in the Denver elevation after saying he needed to work on cardio in camp. Well, maybe he's demonstrated an improved, uh, you know, conditioning in the time since training camp. Shout out, Emmanuel Wilson. Brother Love, what's up, man? Thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. We need that Richard Alphys bruiser attitude on that line. Man, they need a lot of stuff on that line. Tim, thanks for the super chat, man. Following from on from your thoughts, Nags, it looks like Matt LaFleur and Love are nervous and conservative in the first half. Then, after some time, they get in the flow. Yeah, it you know, yes, I think that is a fair representation of what we've seen. Now, just because you're conservative doesn't mean, you know, oh, well, they're executing perfectly and they're, you know, because they're conservative, they're not moving the football or scoring points. They're just not executing. And when you are conservative by nature early in these games, yeah, you're, you're somewhat hamstringing yourself. But that doesn't change the fact that they need to execute, regardless of what the plan is. Um, I do agree that they, they are overthinking it and really needlessly complicating it early on in some of these games with some of these calls and some of these designs. There was a screen pass to Watson yesterday that made me want to just jump out a window. I mean, so much window dressing, action away, and then throwing it back. And I mean, a long-ass throw, by the way, from the far hash. 
for a gain of two. <laughs> you know, there's way too much horizontal action early on in these games. You know, that that's my two cents on it, but it's mostly frustration. Ed, thanks again, man. I can take my girlfriend talking my what? I can take my girlfriend taking my dog and running out of sight, but losing to the Broncos, well, that just ain't right. See what this team has reduced me to. I want to bang on the drum. And uh, we got a we got a songwriter in the midst here. Abdul, thanks, man. Do you really see Matt Lafleur giving up play calling? He was hired because he was supposed to be some sort of offensive genius. Okay, Abdul, that is a moniker that you have saddled him with. Literally, not one human within the Packers organization has ever uttered that. But that is perhaps the lens you have viewed it through. I feel like that would be an admission of defeat slash admitting what good is he? Oh, see, this is what I talk about all the time when people talk about the coaches needing to fire everybody and blah, blah, blah. Like, or, oh, the, the wide receivers aren't playing well, so fire the wide receivers coach. Like, we have so little idea on the outside of what goes into being a head coach, let alone a, a position coach. But what good is he? You still do a ton of work when it comes to the game plan, the direction of the team, keeping the team together, setting up practice. There's so much that goes into it. Like, it's not just calling plays. You don't just hook up Madden and go. But, yeah, is it a possibility? I don't know. Does he want to swallow his pride and maybe say, maybe give someone else a go and see if they can get out of a rut that they are clearly in? Possibly. I just don't think it's an impossible, you know, idea. Yes. Is it, is it possible? Yes. And I don't think it admits defeat. I think it admits they're in a rut and they need to do something to get out of it. Chris, what's up, man? I'm headed over to Lambeau on Saturday, going to hit the supper club, have a few brandy old fashions, and just going to enjoy being there for daughters and her friends' first Lambeau game. Go Pack Go. Chris, that sounds awesome. Enjoy. I mean, it really has been forever since they played at Lambeau. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited to see them back in Lambeau on Sunday, no doubt about it. And have a great time, man. That sounds awesome. Walter, thanks, man. A lot of people think Matt LaFleur doesn't trust J-Love, but are the wide receivers getting separation? It could be a combination of both, truly asking for my own sanity. It's a bit of both, Walter. I will say, and Matt alluded to this in his presser just now, I mean, they saw a lot of too-high shell yesterday, and that's tough, especially when you only have to rush four. You know, you saw a lot of checkdowns, a lot of stuff underneath because they're keeping two safeties back and trying to, like, keep a shell, much like the Packers do. And there's only so much wide receivers can do in that situation, you know. You saw a little bit more in the second half where they got guys free into space. But, you know, also, you, you got a really nice ball up the left sideline from J-Love to Romeo Dobbs. That's a play we've seen Dobbs make, but you just can't bring it in. You know, but if he makes that catch, that drive gets jump-started, uh, maybe on your way to some points in the first half, you know. It's always a combination. It's always a combination. It's never just that one thing that people want to bitch about. I guarantee you that. Tom, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Why is our offensive line so bad when Sedovich is a former offensive line coach? Because it's not just about the coaches. It's about the players needing to execute what they're taught by the coaches. I mean, the coaches can only do so much. You can teach them technique all day long. If they don't apply what they're learning on the game, on the field, you know, doesn't matter if you have 
I don't know, Howard Mudd himself back in there and in, in teaching these guys. Larry Bechtel came back and said, you know, I'm, I'm, this is how I'm going to do it, you know? Not going to do you any good if they don't apply what they're learning. And man, this uh, you talk about a mess. The offensive line is a mess. There's zero doubt about that right now. Uh, when you're frustrated by lack of physical play or being soft, in my opinion, is a direct reflection of Matt Lafleur being soft, soft leadership style. I don't know, Brian. I understand the argument. I'm not so sure I agree that there's a direct line there, but I understand why people think there is. But at some point, they are paid professionals, and they do play football for a living. I have to think there's something to the idea of a man's got to own what he puts on tape. You know, coaches aren't doing it. You are. That's just my opinion. I'm a nobody. All right, everybody, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh, 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 uh,